Hello and welcome to Sacred Heart Radio. I'm Father Michael Delcom, pastor of our community, and I'm grateful you've joined us today. Before we dive into today's message, I want to thank you for your support. At Sacred Heart, we're super excited about our mission to encounter Jesus and become missionary disciples. None of this would be possible without the incredible generosity and dedication of our supporters like yourself. Whether it's through prayer, time, or financial contributions, you allowed us to carry out our mission and touch the lives of countless individuals. If our ministry has helped you along the way, either with this podcast or with our online streaming, please consider financially partnering with us if you're not doing so already. We want to continue our virtual presence in an ever-challenging world, and your support allows us to do that. You can visit shbrusar.org and click the Give button. There you can find ways to support and partner with us on our mission. Another way to support us in our mission is just to share this content with others. Again, on behalf of our team, thank you for listening today. Let's get to today's content as we grow together. So as some of you know, just because I, I've talked about it a few times, um, recently got a, a new dog. First time I've ever had a dog. And again, experiencing new things with the dog. That proverbial question, do you feed it table food or not? Right? Some say don't start. Don't ever start. You're going to ruin them. They're not going to want the regular food. They're going to want table food. They'll always come up to the table and just kind of like look at you with those eyes and you're going to just fall. And It's one thing for me to decide not to feed them table food, but it's another thing for my family members not to feed them table food, right? You always sit at the table and you, you see the hand kind of go below the table and you're wondering, are they petting the dog? Are they feeding the dog, right? And why are they always going to my sister and not me? Like, what's going on here? So um, I, I was just recently on vacation and I came home and my sister's like, ooh, she likes apples. I've been feeding her some apples. I'm like, I thought we were on the same team, right? So maybe you have a dog, maybe you have a pet, maybe you don't, but certainly it would be ridiculous for us to um, fix a nice meal, fix a nice steak, fix a nice whatever salad, and come to the table and go straight to the dog and feed the dog before we would feed ourselves. I, I would assume that would be ludicrous. Some of you are like maybe in love with your dog so much that maybe you do that. I'm not there yet, but it would be kind of ridiculous. And we we hear today's gospel and it may throw some of you off. It may be like, did Jesus just insult this woman? Because you have Jesus and his apostles. Remember, Jesus and his apostles are Jews, just to kind of give you some context of what's happening. Jesus and his apostles are Jews. And this Canaanite woman, which if you're biblically savvy, uh, the Canaanites were, um, they were pagans. They're from a pagan territory. So this woman's not even supposed to be talking to Jesus, much less asking him or acknowledging him for who he is and asking him for something. So this pagan woman is coming up to Jesus and says, Lord, son of David, have pity on me. Like, have mercy on me. My daughter is, is inflicted with a demon. Help me. And Jesus totally ignores her. And the, the apostles, like they have done before, um, the woman at the well, right? What are you doing talking to this woman, right? She was a Gentile. He was a Jew. They said, Lord, send her away. She keeps bucking us. But she persisted. Lord, have mercy on me. Help me. And Jesus says that line, right? 
It is not good to give the food of the children to the dogs. And she responds, Lord, even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from its master's table. Now, what's happening here, just in context, right? Jesus says, I have come for the lost children of Israel. So Jesus is a Jew who has come primarily to fulfill the covenant of the Old Testament. That the Jewish people are the chosen people for God's love, his commandments, his covenant, his promise. So Jesus has come to gather all the lost tribes of the house of Israel. At one point, they were one people, but then they became scattered. They're all over the continent. So Jesus is gathering God's people up. And here this pagan woman comes in and he's like, well, this is my primary purpose. My primary focus is to gather these people. But you are a pagan. You are outside of God's covenant. But she keeps begging, Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, have pity on me. And if you notice what she says, if you study it a little bit, she calls him Lord, son of David, which is... It is, it's acknowledging his royal title. She sees that he is who he says he is. And by acknowledging him as God, as Lord, and asking for pity and mercy, Jesus extends his mercy even to her. Great is your faith, woman. Let it be done to you as you wish. So what's important here? God... In Jesus extends his mercy outside of the people he primarily came for to this pagan woman because of her faith great is your faith we see that throughout the Gospels people's faith draws God's power out of him draws his mercy out of them if you go and read the second reading today it talks about Paul and Paul considers himself um, a missionary to the Gentiles. So while Peter kind of follows that line, Peter is ministering to the Jews, God's chosen people, Paul is sent to minister to the Gentiles, the pagans, those who don't have a tradition in covenant, those who don't have a tradition of God's chosen people. But St. Paul says today, because the Jews rejected Jesus, other people are being converted to Jesus because of their rejection. Their rejection has drawn God's mercy out to the whole world. So now Paul is ministering to these groups of people who never believed in God, but now they're coming to believe in God. And now the Jews are jealous because God is showing his favor on the Gentiles. And Paul says, well, hopefully the Jews, some of the Jews will be converted because God's moving in the Gentiles. And says, Paul says, I will make myself all things to all people, Gentiles, Jews, just so that people would come to know God and his mercy. So with that in context, it would be easy to judge the Canaanite woman that she was undeserving of God's mercy. It would be easy for God to have dismissed her. But it was her persistence, her faith. Lord, help me. Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, have pity on me. It was her persistence 
and her faith that drew God's mercy out. And it's that same persistence and it's that same faith that we are called to have this morning and every day of our life. You may have realized it or you may have not, but at the beginning of Mass, we say, let us pause for a moment and call to mind our sins, remembering God's mercy. And we say these words, Lord, have mercy. It's the same exact words that come from the gospel today. The Canaanite woman says, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. Everyone, everyone, there's no exceptions, is in need of God's mercy. But just maybe ask you to examine your own life. How often we don't ask God for what we need. Because maybe we judge our life by our past. Maybe we judge our life by the things we've done in the past or maybe the things that have been done to us in the past. And we don't even feel worthy to come to Jesus and ask for mercy. Think of the social pressure that was on that Canaanite woman. Even his own disciples were saying, Lord, dismiss her. But like her persistence. It's like that woman that wanted to touch Jesus' tassels. If I can just touch his tassels, get away from him. Blind Bartimaeus, be quiet. Lord, have pity on me, right? They're calling out, they're pushing against the persistence of, of people, their voices, maybe the voices in their own mind that says, I'm not worthy. How many of you have been praying for a loved one, maybe a daughter, a son, a grandson, a grandchild? a godchild who's far away from the church. Maybe, maybe we might call them, you know, like unbelievers. We've been praying for them, praying for them, and we've just been discouraged. Does not this Canaanite woman like give us courage to keep on begging the Lord, Lord, please have mercy on them. Please have mercy. They don't call it mercy because you deserve it. They call it mercy because none of us deserves it. So I don't know where you are, but I'm gonna give you some suggestions on maybe some action items to do. Remember this, one week, one day, one week, one month, one year. Say it with me. One day, one week, one month, one year. One more time. One day, one week, one month, one year. For some of you, I'm inviting you to maybe daily, once a day, do an examination of conscience and examine prayer. It's basically at the end of the day, we stop and we pause before we go to bed and we say, Lord, where today have I hurt you? Where today have I um, offended you? Where today have I not responded to what you have asked me to do? Where have I ignored you? Where have I lived independently so that I can ask for forgiveness so that I can ask for you to have mercy on me once a day. Some of you may already do that. Maybe, maybe that might not speak to you, but let's try once a week. Some of you um, are married in here. This might be a, a big challenge for you. What would it look like on Sunday, the Lord's Day, where we acknowledge that God is Lord, where we examine our conscience and we get together with our spouse. I know this is going to be tough for some of us. We get together with our spouse and we acknowledge the ways that we have hurt 
and offended our spouse all through that week. Maybe known or unknown, maybe in our thoughts, maybe in our actions, maybe in our lack of actions. I just want to tell you I am sorry for offending you in these ways. I said this to you. I didn't say this to you. I didn't acknowledge you. I ignored you. What would that do with our marriages? Once a week, consider doing that. Once a month, I would ask you all to consider making a good examination of conscience and going to confession and asking God for mercy. Lord, have mercy on me for these ways that I have hurt you, for these ways that I have offended you. Remember, Jesus came to reconcile the world to himself. And apart from God, we can do nothing. And maybe if that doesn't speak to you, maybe once a year, maybe sit down and examine your heart and ask God, is there one person that I need to forgive? Maybe one person, and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you one person that maybe you hold a grudge against, maybe that has hurt you, that you hold resentment towards, and maybe you can extend mercy to that person, maybe directly, maybe indirectly in your own prayer. We say it all the time in Mass, Lord, have mercy on me. We even said it in the Gloria, Lord, have mercy, Christ, have mercy. Lord have mercy. We're going to say it in a few minutes. We're asking God for mercy. I would ask us to stand with the Canaanite woman in faith. Lord, despite all the obstacles in my own mind, in my own heart, that I am not worthy and deserving of your mercy, I will still ask for it. For unwavering, unwavering is the promises of God. Irrevocable is his mercy. Amen.